This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. Even with interest rates not nearly as low as they were earlier this year, independent mortgage brokers have an opportunity to win more deals and take more market share. In this episode of Good Better Broker, we're joined by Breon Price, a mortgage broker whose volume has gone up despite interest rates doing the same. Breon shares the mindset and strategy it takes to thrive in a rising rate environment on episode 26 of Good Better Broker. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker as we welcome back Breon Price, broker owner with Motto Mortgage in Cincinnati, Ohio. Breon, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, buddy? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great to have you back. Uh, For those of our listeners that don't know, you have been with Motto Mortgage now for three and a half years. In 2021, you did $127 million in volume, and you are up 32% year to date. And that is a great jumping off point for this conversation, Brian, because in a year where not many people are doing better than they did in 2021, you are one of the exceptions. So as we dive into this, what is the mindset that you have taken on to thrive in this current market? Uh, You know, I I think it's the mindset was, we're not going to do less than what we did. Okay. Um, You know, take all the external things that we can't control and we're just going to put our head down and we're going to get back to work. And as long as my realtors and my builders are still showing homes and building homes, we're going to be there to support them. And, you know, rates go up, they go down. We can't control that to a certain degree. And so, you know, we can't control it. We might as well just block it out and just keep pushing forward. Yeah, I love that mentality. You know, put the blinders on, uh, put your head down and, and get down to business. Uh, you firmly believe uh, that independent mortgage brokers have a huge advantage in this kind of market. Why is that? Well, you know, I, th- I think one of the buzzwords right now is margin compression, right? So, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, you know, the margins aren't, you know, just aren't there. Retail shops are saying, you know, we, you know, we got to cut staff, we got to lay people off. You know, naturally, the advantage slash disadvantage of being a broker is we're typically small businesses, right? You know, I run a, an 18 person um, company. You know, we're small when it comes to the mortgage, you know, industry as a whole. Well, I don't have all of those that overhead. I don't have all of that staff. So we can kind of ride the waves a little bit better. You know, I kind of use the the analogy aircraft carrier versus jet ski. So, you know, if you're if, if you're a big retail shop, you're an aircraft carrier and you're trying to pivot, right? Rates are going up, you gotta get skinny, you gotta do all these things. Well, that's gonna take a while versus you know, our company, you know, we're a jet ski, we're gonna ride the wave. Rates go up. We're going to stay skinny. You know, we're going to we're going to you know not go up as high. Rates go down. We're going to go down even lower, right? So, our job right now, or kind of what I'm trying to focus on, is separating ourselves by you know holding the line with rates. Either as they go down, we're going to go lower, or as they go up, we're going to try to stay lower for longer. I love your attitude, and the mindset certainly is you know proving to be uh, a great one at a time like this. But for you, Brian. It's not just about 
you know, your attitude and the positivity that you have. There is a defined strategy. There are defined tactics in place. And I mentioned your volume being up. Well, that is not by accident because that is very much tied to what you are doing with your comp right now. Explain that to our listeners. So, you know, we knew as soon as, as soon as we started to see rates trend up, um, I had in my head, okay, we're probably not going to make as much per loan. Okay. And so we kind of just conceded that fact right away of, you know, we're going to have to make it up in units. And so I, you know, and then, you know, the side effect of that was like, maybe we can go actually get more market share. And like, lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So if you look at what we're making per deal right now, it's about five to $700 less per transaction, but we're going to do 30% more transactions. And then on top of that, you know, our realtor partners and our builders, they appreciate it because I was very upfront and forthcoming with them of, hey, rates are going up. There's not a ton that we can do to control it. We're going to try to slow it. Okay. We're going to try to to get your clients the best possible deal. And I'm going to have to get skinnier, you know, to do that. You know, just like if you're a builder and the cost of lumber goes up, well, you know, if you didn't buy your lumber package, okay, for a client, you know, you're not going to go to that client and immediately jack their house price up 25%. No, you're going to eat a little bit, right? And same thing when rates go down, okay? Well, we're going to make it on the backside. So, you know, I think that goes into the ebbs and flows of, of, of the business. And, you know, I think you're naive if you didn't think rates are going to go up and refinances were going to go away. I, re- I remember back when HARP refinances were the thing. HARP 2.0 was actually how I got started in this business. And I remember going to my manager one time and, and saying, hey, what happens when we refinance everyone? Like, are we going to still all have jobs? And he was saying, oh, HARP 3.0 is going to come out. And like HARP 3.0 never came out. I mean, to my knowledge, I don't think it ever did. You know, and we pivoted, I pivoted to purchases and then, you know, we were off and running. Well, you know, refinances, you know, were going to go away. Okay, just naturally, you're you're gonna run out of people to refi, or rates were gonna go up. In this case, rates went up first. Um, you know, one of the other things that we did to supplement that business was we went after investors. Okay, and so you know the mindset was fill the gap. Okay, I don't want to make less money. You know, overall, at the end of the you know at the end of 2022, my goal was to look was to not look back and be like, man, it was a down year. Okay, I look I want to look back and be like, man. This was a it was a grind, but we came out on top and we conquered more people. We we switched up our business plan. We did a couple of changes, you know, and now we're better because of it, right? You know, we we withstood the um, the, the onslaught per se. Yeah, and part of your strategy, even before uh, the market shift to this purchase heavy environment that we're currently in. Uh, has been on those realtors, like you mentioned, and, and you said it. You know, when you and I were talking earlier, uh, every LO is calling realtors right now. Realtors are getting bombarded with calls from loan officers. So how are you winning more of those relationships right now? Well, I I think, you know, the one thing that I always remind realtors and my realtors actually always remind me of, you know, right now, which is really cool is, hey, you were there for us when it was easy. And when every other bank was focusing on refis and, you know, we were purchases were getting pushed to 35, 40 days because appraisals weren't coming in on time. You've never focused on that. And, you know, with my builders, it's the same way. Anybody that wants to get into the builder business, I mean, we're it, builders are not going to work with you if you, if you, you know, basically come to them when you need them, right? Same thing with realtors. 
we had to stay true to who we were when refinances were at an all-time high and rates were super low. And we're going to stay true to that when there are no refis and everybody else is calling. So, you know, it's a relationship-based game. It's not call number one, you know, that's going to win your business. It's not meeting number one that's going to win your business. You know, some of these, you know, realtors, I've been working with them for multiple years and they they pitch us as the expert, right? You know, we're the, you know, that's that's the relationship that we have. And in return, I actually, you know, I return that back to them. So, you know, one of the things that I talked about earlier was, you know, investors, right? So, you know, in our market, um, we're a huge Airbnb uh, upcoming market. And so the best thing for me to do with some of the realtors that have stuck with me for a long time, you know, and, and we built really great relationships is I actually bring them business. You know, by and turning them onto investors and showing them Airbnb and you know going a little bit deeper, you know, with that um, to the point where now they're they're pitching us so hard to their clients, it's almost like we start on second base. I don't have to explain to them what a broker is and and why we're different than Quicken Loans or Wells Fargo or something like that. They've actually already done all that for me. Hey, Brian's the expert. Call him. He's going to get you the best possible deal. I don't know where rates are, but you know, I just know his are lower than everyone else's. And you know, that just sets us up to where you know now I can focus on you know doing what's best for the client instead of trying to explain to the client who I am and how I fit into the process. I love that that you're that you're in that position, and obviously it is an enviable one uh, to be that well positioned <laughs> with some of these realtors. But this this has taken work. It has taken time. Um, and it also has taken a, a specific focus on your part. You know, the old adage is, you know, you want to create a customer for life, right? A borrower for life. Um, that's great, but but you have a little bit of a different uh, approach when it comes to this. You are focusing on those repeat realtors. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I you know, I, I obviously want a client for life, but really, what I want is a realtor for life, right? So I'm going to do 475 loans this year. Okay. Um, and you know, but I'm not. I can't go get 475 clients. Okay. I don't have the marketing budget. I don't have the time. What I have to do is, is actually go like a leg up the ladder. Okay. So I'm going to go get 15 realtors and three builders. And I'm going to try to get 20 loans a piece out of each one of those referral partners. Okay. And I'm going to manage those relationships. All right. So it's kind of like a UWM AE, right? You're not trying to go get. 400 loans, you're trying to go get four broker shops or five broker shops or whatever that are going to send you repeat business. And if you do that and you love on those guys, okay, the end result is the client. And so, you know, I'm just managing my accounts, you know, and, you know, I stay in touch with them. You know, we, we track our progress. I can tell if, you know, if I haven't gotten a lead or we haven't closed a deal with a realtor in 60 days or so, hey, you know, just want to follow back up, you know, is there anything we can do to you know to earn more of your business? Um, I think what's really cool about that though is like I have more realtors that are going to send me twenty plus deals a year than I have realtors that are going to send me five, and that's what's that's the power of this business. And if it, if I if you do it the way that we're doing it, is I'm not going out and finding new realtors right now. I already have mine. What I'm doing is I'm I'm actually helping them. Um, you know, helping my new loan officers go get new realtor relationships. We want to take over offices. You know, there's Keller Williams office and EXP offices that like we're starting to plant the flag in there as, hey, we're going to be that, you know, that loan partner that you guys are looking for. We're going to stick with you regardless of where rates are. 
So you've got a stable of thoroughbreds, so to speak, when it comes to the, <laughs> the realtors. That's that's what I'm thinking about here. But yeah. you know, our, our listeners are probably wondering, okay, I would love to get to that point. Um, and, I, and I want to get your perspective on this as far as how you are going to approach a realtor who, you know, you give them a call and they say, I'm good. I've already got lenders that I like to work with. Uh, I'm not interested right now. What's what's your pitch? Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, never pitch over the phone. Okay. So you know, it's you you make a phone call to set up a, to set up an appointment. Okay. Um, and then once you get that appointment, right, and you track those. You know, I, I think when you're first starting out or when you're transitioning this, track the small victories. It's a victory to get a realtor to go out to lunch with you. Okay. It's a victory if they show up, right? I mean, it's a, you know, it's, they took time out of their day to meet with you and go into it expecting them to say, I have two or three lenders that I like working with. Of course you do. Like, absolutely. You're an, you're, you're an experienced realtor of somebody of your caliber. I would absolutely, you know, I'd be shocked if you came into me, came into this meeting and said, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a new lender partner. My goal is to just get into the rotation. Right. So if I'm talking to them, I'm saying, Hey, you know, just give us a shot. Okay. You know, let us know. We have some really, really awesome programs. One of the things that I always do when I'm walking into that appointment is I, I have three things that I want to talk about. Okay. So the first one's going to be our speed to close. Okay. So with you, with UWM, we can close, you know, I think we're averaging 14 days, which by the way, like, can we make 14 days the, like the industry ad or like the, the that's that's commonplace now, right? So you know, I I really hope that you guys keep pushing that message because I love it. Uh, but our speed of close is number one. My rates are ultra competitive. That's number two, and then number three is going to be something that's very specific to them. So if they're a, if they're a Zillow agent, hey, I'll get into the trenches with you. If they're a luxury agent, hey, next time you have one of the big you know open houses on a million dollar home, would love to co-sponsor that with you. Okay, something along those lines. So, you know, I'm going to come prepared with those three things, but the goal is to just get into the rotation. And then once you get an opportunity, right? So if they're handing out, you know, two other lenders and then your card, just beat them. I mean, unless they're another broker, they're probably not going to be able to compete with us on price. And I think sometimes we get hung up on the fact of, oh, I need to make this, you know, this loan is projected to make this amount of money. Well, yeah, in a stable market, you you might be able to get that. But right now we're not in a stable market. And if you're trying to win over a realtor, you probably got to get a little skinny, you know, to win the business. My goal is to offer the offer that client such a great deal that they go back to the realtor and they say, Hey, thank you so much for referring Brian, because he was able to give us a quarter percent lower than what our the the place we bank with did. And like, wow, like I just did not expect it to be that low. That happens all the time with my new realtors and my existing ones. And that's why they keep referring us because we keep making them look good. You got, you know, we're going to make them look good throughout the transaction. You know, I'm going to make them look good because we offered such a great deal. We're going to make them look good because we got the appraisal ordered on time and it came back, you know, faster than what they're expecting. And then we got the clear to close in two weeks on a three week contract. And now everybody can take that big sigh of relief. Oh, the financing is done. Let's go ahead. You know, now we can start focusing on movers and utilities and all the other things. You know, going back to what you and I were talking about earlier, uh, as it relates to the market and rates and seeing all these ebbs and flows, and it's it's been a wild ride to say the least. But you actually believe that it was harder for brokers in 2021 
than it is right now. And, and I know that's going to raise some eyebrows, but uh, <laughs> so I want you to explain that. Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it, it was hard, you know, and, and there's a lot of stats to prove that, um, you know, one of them is how long it took us to take a pre-approved client to, um, you know, to get them under contract. You know, I, I was joking around with, with, with Matt, you know, the, you know, the last time I was up there, I said, find a mortgagebroker.com work. Like that's not my problem anymore. It's bringing in applications. I have, you know, people calling us to get pre-approved at a higher rate than what we've ever had. The problem I had in 2021 was there wasn't any houses for them to buy, you know? And so we were, we would pre-approve a client and it would take, I don't know, you know, on average, probably 90 days for them to find a home. Well, when we're an 18 person shop, I'm not necessarily built for that type of retention up front. Okay. We were having a hard time following up with clients if they didn't find a home within the first 30 days. We actually had to implement a couple of new processes. We had to, you know, we brought on some people to kind of basically be retention specialists, quote unquote. Okay. Just help them stay engaged with us. Well, now that the market has softened ever so slightly, and I think, you know, it's only softened in a couple of areas. Um, you know, we're still one of the hottest housing markets, you know, out there, which is awesome. And you know, I'm super uh, appreciative of that. But we're starting to see clients call me today, come into contract, go into contract over the weekend. We can get the process started on Monday. Okay. And so that is making it a little bit easier to get these deals in and out versus having a backlog of 180 people that are pre-approved at the four to $600,000 price point, And they're all competing over the same house. It's wild. I remember at one point, I pre-approved three people over the weekend for the same home. You know, going back to your horse analogy, I was like, I got three horses in the race. This is going to be great. You know, lo and behold, there were 15 offers on the home and neither one, and none of my clients won. So, you know, that's not a good scenario for anybody involved. For me as the lender, for the client, for the realtor that has to show them the homes, it's it was a, you know, that was hard. Right now, hey, yeah, rates are hovering, you know, in the high fours, low fives for, you know, your well-qualified clients. That's not a very hard conversation to have. That's reality, right? There's nothing I can do to change that, you know? And so I think it is easier right now. And, you know, I'm probably one of the people that kind of wants rates to stay right here. I think, you know, rates staying up is going to keep the market soft. It's going to take some, it's going to take some people out of the market. I think it's also going to, it's a reality check for a lot of consumers out there as far as, hey, can we really afford to go up to that high end price point? Maybe, you know, if we're maxed out at 650, well, maybe we buy at 575 because, you know, rates are a little bit higher right now. That's a win for, for the economy as a whole, right? We don't want people maxed out. And pe- people are like, I now have a newfound perspective on, on this market when you're telling me that I'd prefer to see rates in the high fours, low fives versus you know where they were a year ago uh, and, and why this market is seemingly uh, a great one uh, for independent mortgage brokers like yourself. Uh, before I let you go, Brian, you know, and, and you've you've given us some great insights about, you know, how to work the realtor relationships right now and you know how to approach your borrowers. Uh, so what what is your your overarching message uh, to our listeners as far as, you know, the mindset that they need to take on. And it doesn't have to be the same exact one that you have, but, you know, what's your advice for them as far as what they need to do to thrive in this market? You know, I'm going to steal um, my guy, Alex Toussaint from Peloton. Oh, now you're talking my language. Here we go. (laughs) I I figured you're a Peloton guy. But, uh, 
that the mindset is aim high, fail high. Okay. I set the goal at 30% increase in business, regardless of where rates were from 21 to 22. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen. I'm going to make sure that my people, you know, that work for me get it. We're going to try to bring the broker community up as a whole. If we only get to 25, we still won. Okay. We're, you know, we're eight and a half months into this now. Um, you know, we're, we're right on track at this point. Now I would consider a, a you know, a semi failure if we didn't keep this pace up. Um, but aim high, fail high, you know, don't be afraid to, to throw a number out there and work towards it. Right. I mean, you're never going to know how far you can go if you don't shoot for it. And I think sometimes, you know, we walked into 2021 or 2022 thinking, oh, rates are up. Refinances are going to be down. I'm conceding that I'm going to make less money. Well, like I conceded that I was probably going to make less money per deal, but as long as my realtors are still showing homes, I'm going to do more business, you know, because I'm going to go get all their business and then I'm going to go get all the listing agents business. And then I'm going to get, you know, and then I'm going to go, you know, find a way to work my way into that office and I'm going to do a presentation and I'm going to show them, Hey, you know, some, some things that are going to add value. And then now I took my 15 realtors and now I'm at 22 and now I'm trying to figure out, okay, you know, I can only handle 15 personally. So, you know, I'm going to give you know, two off to this loan officer that, you know, is on this journey with me. And I'm going to give two off to, you know, this other loan officer. And we're going to bring on another processor because, you know, we are up right now. I mean, processors right now, if you're a processor for a retail bank, the broker world, and you're a good processor, the broker world is where to be. I mean, you have more control, you have more ownership in the file, and, you know, we're winning. Yeah, it, it is a mindset and a strategy that is helping you and Motto Mortgage in Cincinnati do some big things. And I'll steal another Alex Toussaint quote. I believe it's work hard, be free, do you, and have fun. And, and Breon, you're, you're you're having a lot of fun right now. Uh, I love so it. We, we love appreciate it. you uh, you sharing your insights with us. As always, Breon Price, broker owner with Motto Mortgage. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks, buddy. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker. Broker.